Welcome to the Tech UK podcast. We cover the latest in technology news. It's time to welcome your host, Giovanni, who is joined by his co-host, Stefano. Hello and welcome to episode number 10 of the Tech UK podcast. We have reached a small little milestone by reaching 10 episodes. And this week's been a very exciting one. We've got news from Spotify, from Apple. We've got Lost News, in case you're a fan of that. And we've got news on new MacBooks, loads of things. And Google, wow, it's been dominating the news this week. So without further ado, let's get in. Shall we go for the Worldwide or UK? Let's go in to the UK tech news. So our first bit of news is about Digital UK viewers, which are actually turning to HD. So you may think that uh, people may be a bit reluctant to move into HD, but it actually seems that people are actually adopting it really well. And in fact, what's the figure? Is it 25%? Mm, yeah, I think about that. I'm just yeah, it sure. says here, according to which 25% of viewers in Britain now have access to um, HD content through services such as Sky and Virgin Media. According to the poll, 80% of people in the UK claim they are aware of Freebie HD, with a third saying they know a fair amount about the benefits of the platform. Virgin Media recently unveiled its first advertising campaign in support of its HD digital TV services, and of course, Freebie HD is now out as well. So it seems that people really are adopting... I thought people would have a low awareness of free VHD, but it seems that people actually know about it, which is quite good, because I do see quite a few ads on TV. I've actually started watching TV again um, after I've noticed how strict my bandwidth cap is nowadays. Um, so it looks like, yeah, good all-round things for everyone, as we'll be getting more HD programs, because yeah. more people will be watching in HD. Mm. Anything? Yeah. No. no. Okay. And now our next story is about... Spotify launches new services. So they've launched two new services, and the first one's called Spotify Unlimited, and the second one, I can't remember what what it was called, um, it's Spotify Free. So you may be thinking, hmm, doesn't Spotify already have free? Well, I think they're going to start slowly phasing that out, because for new users, you can get... Um, in without an invite, but you can only play 20 hours per month. And this clearly because of bandwidth. They probably cannot afford all the bandwidth, which is being paid by ads, which probably aren't paying that much anyway. And then we've got Spotify Unlimited, which um, costs... How much does premium cost again? Um, I think it's 10, I'm not sure, 10 or 8. Yeah, I think it's 10. Yes, um, yeah, it's 9.99, and then Spotify Unlimited is just half of that. Mm. So, difference is with, it appears that with Spotify Unlimited, you don't get the mobile benefits. So, um, for £5 less, if you just want no ads on a computer, £5 is a really good deal. And it does make that day pass at 99p seem slightly expensive now, because just fi- if you ever get five days of music um, without ads, say if you usually just buy one day pass per weekend... It might pay off just getting a Spotify, uh, what's it called, new one again? Spotify Unlimited account. So, mm. seems that they now have got four levels, but 
I really think that the free proper free version of Spotify will disappear. Or maybe they'll grandfather in existing users so that we'll still get more than 20 hours a month, which would be really appreciated, especially in the way that um, current economic climate is again with our double-dip recession. And on to more positive news, Apple, obviously, likes to start grabbing headlines. And once again, now they've got something for the UK, they have now opened the iPad store. Now all we need is the iPad. So, as TechRadar.com puts it, if you've bought your iPad from the US because you just couldn't bear to wait until the 28th of May launch date in the UK, then you will have then you will be glad to hear that the UK iPad store is now open for business. So the only things that are not available at the moment are the two, um, the free iWork apps. So those aren't up yet. I think they're probably going to be released around the time that yeah. the the iPad actually okay. comes out. Um, I'm not sure if the, the new um, iWork apps may actually be up now, but last time I checked they weren't. So let me just do a quick check now. It's actually going to be on the fly reporting live from the field in real time. Well, live for yes, us. Yes, no, live for the viewers because, okay, not really. Um, it appears that, no, it's still not up, is it? No. Can't find it on iTunes directly. So, sometimes, funnily enough, when I typed in iWork, <laughs> uh, iTunes suggests did you mean I dork now I had to click on that it's a game uh, and there's a light version okay I'm not going to get distracted by I dork now um, moving on to oh this is very very exciting for me and for me so if you thought that you were lost in the new iPad store well you won't be lost bad pun no, it's Segway. You're ruining the Segway. So if you thought you were lost in the iPad store, you won't be lost on Monday morning at 5am, because that is when Sky One and Sky One HD will be broadcasting the um, final episodes of Lost. They're two episodes, but they're going to be broadcast one after another. And in an attempt to curb piracy, they'll be recording, um, broadcasting them at the same time as... Uh, other countries are so you've got countries yeah. like I think it was Portugal Spain um, uh, Portugal, Spain, Israel, Turkey, Canada and Italy are all simulcasting it which essentially means that you'll be able to watch Lost at the exact same time that it's broadcast in the US uh, that's really interesting because clearly they don't want you to um, like get ghettos. get yeah because um, Sky One was planning to air the final episode on Friday instead of this Sunday. So, obviously, today there's a new episode out at 9 pm. Then the next episode, with Laugh On, should be broadcast next Friday at 5 pm. But no, it's going to be broadcast this Monday at 5 am, um, at, which is at the same time as the 9 pm uh, um, date. So. 9pm date, that made sense. So, um, this is, I think this is actually fantastic because for once we actually get stuff at the same time and I was really starting to worry about how, um, how I was going to avoid the internet for five days. So, Lost fans, rejoice. Spoilers, basically. Like, yeah, how's I going to avoid spoilers? Wait, wait, so, um, 
Um, what about iTunes? What's oh yeah, name? so iTunes still hasn't said when they'll be releasing it, but they usually release TV shows the day after. So I really hope it's out on Tuesday, because if it's not out Tuesday on iTunes, this is a whole failed attempt, because people are just going to pirate the stuff anyway, because I do want to know when what happens in the end, and the internet is going to ruin it, and the UK is going to ruin it, if it's already been broadcast on TV. So iTunes better be getting it at some point on Monday, because it's usually out about five hours, five to eight hours later. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually it's up on... On Saturdays at around 5 a.m. and it's usually broadcast on on Fridays at 9 p.m. So that's about an eight-hour difference. So hopefully this will be up. Hopefully Tuesday morning because if it's not, I don't know how I'm going to resist checking online for stuff. I just don't want to ruin it for myself, really. Yeah. Um, moving on to so if you oh this is going to be a fantastic segue. You ready for this one? So Sky One is broadcast on TV. A website which offers premium TV now is Seesaw. So if you remember Seesaw, it's um, an aggregation service that essentially gets... It's essentially the YouTube.com slash shows a bit, but it has loads more um, programs now. So you can get over 1,000 hours of premium content from the likes of MTV and Comedy Central, and they're calling this Latch. And episodes will cost from 99p, um, or you can purchase the whole series for, for 99p, because some series are really cheap, and up to 17.99. It seems that you're not able to download these, so if the website does go, so does your content. That is the one thing I still can't, I can't live without. I need to have a physical copy of it in case something happens. like this happens, because companies do go offline and... It's going to happen one day. And hopefully it won't happen something as big as iTunes. But it is going to happen one day because they can't just... I don't think companies can keep supporting such old software in maybe 20, 30 years. That might be how TV works in 20, 30 years. So we'll see how how that evolves. So obviously to watch TV normally, you um, have to use a set-top box. Can you stop please um, grunting stuff on and... Yeah. Sighing. Come on, these are fantastic subways. Su- subways. <laughs> subway they are subways now. Subways. Speaking of subway, um, I'm just going to insert a story here, which I found out from personal experience. Subway now has its own sub card, and when you spend fifty quid, you get one free sub. Yeah. Okay. Um, so when you buy twenty six of the um, what are they called, one ninety nine subs you'll have enough points to get a 6-inch sub. This episode of the Tech UK podcast is sponsored by Subway. No, not really. <laughs> oh, we could do with some free food, though, couldn't we? Yeah. could really do with some Subway. Okay, okay. okay. Um, so basically, they've released a sub card, which obviously gives you that, but they've also got an iPhone app, so um, you can literally open up your iPhone app and the person can scan it in the same way that the club cards app can works. Can we just move on now to the actual... Um, Topic. So as we were talking about Seesaw, to watch TV usually you do need some sort of set-top box. And as we know, free VHD um, is coming and we want PVRs, don't we? Well, dun-dun-dun! What's happened, Giovanni? Okay, that's... that's the UK's first... Okay, go. Okay. I just want to, um, to point out how... Okay. 
if you hear some typing, it might be me typing. It definitely is me typing. <laughs> um, just in case people are wondering. So today, announced, was the first Freeview HD PVR with Freeview Plus. And it's really undramatic, isn't it? But for the price of £299, Philips yeah, well. has the first PVR out with um, HD. a HD tuner and a 500GB hard drive. So mm. at um, 500GB gives you about 125 hours of recording. Uh, you also get one-touch recording, series recording, three-hour buffer for time-shifting and two tuners. So it's pretty... Um, well equipped. It also has Ethernet ports for enhanced connectivity, so you might get BBC player on there one day. Um, and it's also been designed to be as quiet as possible and has 1080p upscaling. So your 720p um, free view, because there's no thing hiding that, all the upscaled, so 1080p. Um, it's on sale today, Friday, um, at John Lewis um, Curry's Comet, Tesco, Richer Sounds, Amazon. And hundreds of independent retailers throughout the UK. Yeah, basically they they um they don't this is a lot of money. Um, so this is the Philips HDT eight five two O. I really do want to try this because I could really do some HD um free view. But these boxes are really expensive. They are all coming mm. out around this price though of two ninety nine to three forty nine. So. That is, these are all very expensive options at the first, um, at the, at the current time. And yeah. I think they'll get, um, a lot cheaper because we have normal 80 PVRs with, um, normal 3V PVRs with two tuners for around 60 quid to 150, so hopefully it'll come around down to that price. And if you thought that watching TV was fun, <laughs> Project Canvas, which is backed by Talk Talk and BT, has been given the, um, the green light from the OFT, which is the Office of Fair Trading. So, Project Canvas is an internet-enabled digital TV service in the UK, which will allow online platforms such as iPlayer and 4OD, ITV Player, all to come together and um, be accessible in one, one like, set-top box. And other big companies involved in this are Five, the BBC, ITV and Channel 4, and they're all um, in with TalkTalk Talk and BT and this company called Archiva, which I'm not sure what it does. Let me just find out for you. So Archiva, um, so it's essentially a communications infrastructure system which deals with the transmitters. And they'll all be working together. So it really seems like this will be a very big, large-scale project. And now it's time for your three-minute news bites. Sony has announced the arrival of a new movie streaming service for the PS3 which offers cult classics on tap and ready to download. Called Mubi, the service is offering a quality over quantity approach, packing in as many independent movies as possible and focusing on festival favourites. Much like Vidzone, Mubi 
is a free downloadable app for the PS3 which will appear in the XMB cross media bar. Seagate has confirmed it will soon offer a free terabyte 3.5 inch hard drive later in 2010, although PCs running Windows XP will apparently not be able to handle the new hard drive. Seagate reps have also explained that the launch of the new 3TB drive depends on operating system, motherboard, BIOS and RAID vendor support. Providing all that falls into place as planned, Senior Product Manager Barbara Craig told Fink that Seagate expects to launch the 3TB drive by the end of 2010. More info at techradar.com Also, the MacBook update that was leaked over the weekend has gone official, with the UK Apple Store offering the latest laptop £849. The new entry-level MacBook features a 2.4GHz Intel Core 2 Duo processor, 2GB of DDR3 RAM and 250GB of storage. The MacBook, which is priced at £150 less than the 13-inch MacBook Pro, also boasts an extended 10-hour battery life, a significant increase on its predecessor. Comprehensive analysis of the Twitter user experience in the iTunes App Store showed very plainly that people were looking for an app from Twitter. This is what it says on the official Twitter blog. And now, there is an official iPhone app for Twitter. They say, we hope you'll love it, like we do. Also, Blu-ray disc sales have doubled in a year, and they're looking better than ever, with Nuvix suggesting that the format has almost doubled in popularity. In quarter 10 of 2010, quarter 1 of 2010, Blu-ray sales managed to increase by 94% year-on-year, with 8.4 million discs sold according to new figures released by the Digital Entertainment Group Europe. This meant that consumers spent a cool 151.4 million euros on the format. This is similar to what happened in 2009, where sales of Blu-ray increased by 109%. And finally, Guardian.co.uk is reporting that Google has become famous for changing its logo for special events but has never converted it into a playable game before. Today it's celebrating the 30th anniversary of Pac-Man's launch in Japan with a version that lets you steer your pizza-shaped protagonist around a maze which spells out the common Google name, at least for as long as you can evade the ghosts. To play, simply click the button that usually says I'm feeling lucky, but now has the legend insert coins. However, if you don't do anything, the game will start by itself. Click the button twice and two people can play. And that's it for a quick bite. And in worldwide news, we have quite a lot of, let's say, info from big corporations. So, Google's one that's been invading news, and we'll get to them in a moment. But first, it's the turn of Hotmail. So, Microsoft's Hotmail service now called, what's it called, Windows Live Mail. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've still been rebranding it Hotmail. They're, they're still unsure what they're doing, clearly. Um... Well, hey, that was a joke. Okay. Instantrimshot.com. Okay, I'm just using an excuse to get these sound effects in today. So, um, Microsoft Hotmail is going to be completely new. So, it's going to have um, a load of new features. And it's going to be loach- lo- loaching? Launching. No, 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 it's going to be loaching now. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, it's going to be launching whole new um, set of features. So this was announced, was it two or three days ago now? 
Um, I'm not sure really. And so they're going to com- they're going to have complete redesign, and they've said that um, so web user magazine, um, the news editor of it. So the convenience functionality are the key elements of new Hotmail, and this will help Microsoft attract, keep hold of new users, as well as hang on to ones it already has. Earlier research has shown that 73% of average UK adults receive a spam, received a spam email in the past year. The other ones probably don't use the internet. Um, what Microsoft is doing here is reenacting, reacting to trends in computing, which is the age of the low-powered portable device. So, Hotmail's pro. I don't find Hotmail that funny, you know. <laughs> That's why I'm, I'm laughing. So, um, one of the main things after that is saying that it will introduce, um, what is the word for this? New. Spam protection, spam filtering, which is actually useful. They also <coughs> will be doing um, preview YouTubes and Flickr videos within the message. Mm. Also, they're integrating Office web apps into Hotmail, so you'll be able to edit and save your work. Um, SkyDrive will also be in combination with that, so it's either Microsoft is doing what Google does by um, finally merging all of of its products. And, of course, um, this will be coming out in, was it June that I said? June or July, anyway, summer this year. Um... There are a few other improvements. So you've got the um, spam fighting features, and you're going to have new inbox management tools, which will help as well. And hopefully um, this will help users be able to get through um, the emailing easier when they're using webmail like Hotmail. I think Google does do a very good job of this already. Yeah. And yes, yeah. Microsoft really Certainly does need to do. catch up. Um, so, in fantastic news of what has Google done this week, so what have Google done this week? What have they bought to start off with? A VoIP company. So, Google has made $60 million for a VoIP company. Um, to be fair, hasn't bought it yet. It has made the cash offer. See, look at us with our misleading headlines. Almost like TV when they have, um ad breaks in the middle of the news. Yeah. And they always put the best story at the end. But anyway, so they've made an offer of $68 million, which is about £47 million off the top of my head. Not stolen from the tech radar story. And um, while this needs to be approved by 90% of the GIPS board, it is likely to be to go through. So um, Global IP Solutions CEO said, Google's um, global reach, scale, and world widely realized recognize leadership we are confident that our existing customers will continue to be fully supportive supported while we continue to enhance and extend our products and technology at Google so it, this is fantastic so they've already done um, they bought Grand Central a couple of years back and turned that into Google Voice which still isn't available for us here in the UK mm. Google Voice is that service which allows you to receive phone calls um, so you basically when people ring your number, it'll be sent to the Google, um, the other way around. Well, you give your new number, your Google number to everyone. When someone rings that number, all your phones ring. Uh, if you don't answer, they'll be asked to leave their name, and they'll be asked to um, leave a message. 
messages can be transcribed and you can access them online, or they can even text you um, well, your voicemails. That's really, really... It's cool and useful. And clever. And very clever. So hopefully this VoIP thing might actually be something else that Google does really well and um, makes it work. So moving on to something else, this one was actually announced at the conference, the developers conference which Google runs called Google I.O. And they had two or three days of this. And on day one, they announced, dun 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 dun, oh wait, 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 drum roll please. Google Chrome Web Store. Mm. No one's heard of it. Yeah. So, in case you haven't heard of it, the Google Chrome Web Store is essentially going to be a place where you can get all your applications um, in, in one place. So, as um, Google very rightly points out, it's easy to find an app on an app store, but it's not so easy to find... A good photo editing app, for example, online on, um, what's the word? Online on the general World Wide Web. So they decided to create Google Web Store. And let's let Google explain it. Okay, guys, so today has been a really busy day for Google. They announced two major new projects. The first of which is that Chrome is now getting an app store, or as they call it. Ah, that's not Google. Um, okay. So, basically... Google Web Store is going to be a place where you can find any and every, um, well, I say every, but they're going to essentially try and create a big um, depository of apps in the same way that download.com allows you to download apps. They say that they want to do the same thing for web apps. So essentially, they want to allow you to go into it and um, use, um, and use different apps. Inside the inside the Chrome browser. Yeah. So, for example, let's let's say what what's meant to be happening is, is this will be put into Chrome, and when you open the new tab, you'll be able to launch one of the programs there. You'll be able to, for example, buy Plants vs Zombies was one of the examples which they showed you, and you'll be able to buy that on um on the Google Chrome um, web store for a small fee. So you'll pay your $5 and it will be instantly downloaded and it doesn't even need to be installed. It'll just run in the browser um, and it'll use Flash or whatever. It'll save your game. And I've actually looked at the demo of it and it actually works really, really well. And moving on to our next story, which this one's... It depends on what your, your view of the world is. It could be considered more interesting. I think it certainly is. And this one is about Google TV. So, people have always thought, oh, Google's going to get into the TV game. We're going to have Google TV coming out. Oh, no. Um, they're going to take over the world. Well, yes. They um, are going to take over the world. I don't know if you can actually hear that, considering Stefan has been so far off the mic. But what he just said was, done and gone. Oh, um, Yeah. Google are going to take over the world, basically. Okay, thank you for your comments. And if you stop playing, um, what's the name of that game again? Angry Birds. Angry Birds, let's hear a ding. Dinner is served. Okay, on... <laughs> this is going to seem like the most random podcast ever to the first listeners. Um, and even people who usually follow us every week, thank you so much for listening through our show. Hopefully you do learn quite a lot. We do try to get a lot of content into this. 
and do try to make it very educational while also having fun. You don't want to just sit around and learn how to code for a podcast. Um, you might want to do that. This is the wrong fun. place for that. Um, okay. Thank you for that, Stefano. So, we were talking before. I was rudely interrupted, Stefano, by um, Google TV, TV. About Google TV. And Google has done a very good job of actually um, telling us what Google TV is. And here we go. Back when there were only a few networks, watching TV was pretty simple. You turn on the TV, and if you didn't like what was playing, you change the channel. But these days, TV can be pretty complicated. Figuring out what you want to watch is hard enough, and that's only the beginning. Once you've chosen a program, you have to figure out when it's playing and which of hundreds of channels it's on. It's like you have to change your schedule to fit your TV schedule. In fact, many of us end up watching videos on the web because it's easier to find the things you want. I mean, think about it. More and more of our favorite shows and videos are showing up online these days. And you can get to them really easily, whenever you want, just by typing in what you're looking for. The problem is, these smaller screens don't compare to our home entertainment systems. Which leads us to a pretty big question. If the web is so smart, and our TVs are so fun to watch, why do we have to choose? Why can't they work together? Well, now they can. Introducing Google TV. Google TV brings everything that you love about the web to your television. Some new TVs will come with it built in, or you can get a separate box for the TV that you already own. Either way, the way it works is very simple. Right on your TV screen, you simply type in what you're looking for, anything that you're looking for, and Google TV will find it. It's basically an entertainment hub that searches all your channels, recorded shows, YouTube, and other websites. If you find something you like, you can add it to your home screen where you'll always see your favorite channels, shows, websites, even music playlists and photo albums. That way you can get to things really quick. And with a full web browser, you get unlimited access to the entire internet. So you can do stuff like browse photos or update your status. And that's just scratching the surface. By opening up your TV to all the improvements and innovation that the web has to offer, Google TV will make your TV smarter and easier to so you'll be able to spend a lot less time finding what you want and a lot more time watching what you want. Google TV. I think that was a really good ad. And you can find that more at google.com slash TV. It's not an ad, Stefano. But why is it? It's a little infomercial. <laughs> okay. Um, so, as you have heard, this will essentially be aggregating stuff from loads of different channels, so you'll get stuff from YouTube, you'll get stuff from um, 4OD, for example, when they launched in the UK. And when asked about the availability in Britain, spokesman for the company was more circumspect. She said, or he said, what? It's a spokesperson, actually. As usual, we expect to make Google TV available in due course in other countries, but our plans currently only extend to the US. That's what the spokesperson told ZDNet UK. Um, Google TV runs Android 2.1 and has Google Chrome browser. And there will be SDKs and web APIs um, released very soon after launch. Source code for the platform will be made available to all in the summer of 2011, the company told ZDNet UK. Um, Sony TVs will be available with this towards the end of the year where Logitech's box is expected in autumn 2010 also with the service and will start seeing development in the UK from 2011, the spokeswoman told ZDNet UK. 
So, looks like this will actually be coming to the UK. Hopefully this will get Apple some competition. And um, not that they have much of a monopoly over the Apple TV um, area at all, which they really don't, because Apple TV has been such a fail, hasn't it, so far? Yeah, I think it, it has been so. Hopefully this will sort of regenerate the market and Apple will get back into it with um, a new Apple TV. could be that they'll actually come up with something better. Wouldn't it be cool? Yeah, I think it would be, as... Um, uh, as basically people could um, watch TV when they 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 want on 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 the normal TV. What was that for? <laughs> I just felt like it. Okay. okay. Um. Yeah. What? So this is actually the first non-mobile application of its um, Android operating system. So, we've seen it in tablets and in, in phones, Well, we haven't actually seen it in tablets yet, but supposedly in tablets and um, already in phones. So, this is actually going to be the first fixed installation of it, which is quite interesting um, to, to hear. Also, very sorry for your eardrums when that, um, <laughs> that instant rim shot went off. Um, looks like this could be a really big change in TV. I can't remember, I just read this somewhere, but... Um, someone was saying it, was touting this as the biggest change ever since colour. Mm. Actually, maybe, yeah, because... No, since... If we can just search and... Since... It needs to be a bit more, it H- needs to have a DVR inside it as well. If it doesn't, then I want to be able to search my DVRs, and that should be automatically tagged by the channels, etc. I, um... I... I... I think since... Since... HD because oh biggest change yeah. since HD yeah. yeah HD was quite a big change was and is and was um, and will be and finally so the film studios have been going after the pirate bay for a while oh well. and um essentially the ship has now been sunk Ooh. for now. What happened? So the BitTorrent site ended up having no internet connection for a couple of days or a few hours. Because the site is back up and it's not clear who the carrier is and there's nothing in the name service to indicate who's hosting it. Um, but someone is hosting the Pirate Bay again and it's back up and working. Um, it was uh, who is searched for the Pirate Bay.org presently shows that um, it has no connections. That's this what happened before the Nave servers um, fail at level three hosting. So people are saying, "Oh, the pirate raised down. They've ma- finally managed to kill it." But no, but no, they managed to get it back up again. So I don't know how they're doing this, but they managed to keep the site going on and on and on. Will this be end be the end of BitTorrent though? Do you think if it does go down? Well, yeah, I think, like, like, um, major bit torrent. But, um, a commenter on the Guardian article, DJH World, says, I don't think they really understand. Anyone remember Supernova? When that went down, everyone was hailing the death of piracy via the BitTorrent protocol. Supernova got closed in 2004. That says it all, really. Uh, and Mary... Hinge says that Synapse was the start. They closed that down in July 2001. It's been whack-a-mole ever since. It really... They're never going to 
get rid of all of these BitTorrent sites. And even if they do, we'll just be able to stream them from other websites. So they can keep trying. Maybe if they try to make their price more affordable, because um, I think still the price for movies at home is still ridiculous, especially yeah. on iTunes, at 10 quids for something that's like the DVD release, but not as good. And even though they have these iTunes extras now, those features still are not, they're nothing compared to a DVD. They really need to make something more enticing. These studios need to start getting the, the models that the music industry got, but they've also learned their lesson from the music industry. Who's not making anywhere near as, um, as much, much money from direct sales, but they are making um, a lot of money now from gigs and stuff like that. They've increased prices, they've sold more merchandise. So the cheaper they make their initial products, the more people support them. So this won't work for all um, series, admittedly. It'll work yeah. for things like Iron Man, Harry Potter, stuff where you can actually have tangible merchandise. Um, something like The Hangover, maybe not so much. Unless they're going to be selling little babies in the theatre in order to to make up the cost. Um, but they could sell, I don't know, clothes. Something like that to look like actors from the movie. Mm. Never know. Um, so... I just have a bit of breaking news, which I say it's breaking news, um, and it's not. <laughs> this news is actually announced on Wednesday, but I've just seen it right now. And Mayor Boris Johnson has told BBC that he wants London to become a Wi-Fi city, where the internet is available anywhere. This was back in 2008. So he told BBC London back then, let's do it, beginning at Stratford at this fantastic area opportunity so that's where the olympics is taking place mm. and during google's zeitgeist event in hertfordshire which is held on tuesday boris johnson once again pledged the capital would become one huge wi-fi hotspot he said tim berners lee who invented the internet was born in london so we claim paternity of the internet london is the home of technological innovation we in city hall are doing our best to keep up and one of our most important projects is called wi-fi london so the mayor explained how street furniture such as lampposts and bus stops could be Wi-Fi enabled using existing cabling. He also says um, that this will be coming and hopefully by the time of the Olympics, is that what he says? Somewhere yeah. around here it says this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah sure. there's somewhere here where it does say that anyway. Um, so the city of London, which is not the actual city of London, it's the part of London called the city, has 95% coverage, um, and that gives a third of a million people access to wireless broadband. That was launched in April 2007, and it's the largest European outdoor Wi-Fi network of its kind. And if we do get um, this turned into Wi-Fi city, we'd actually be the second one, because the first one was Swindon in the UK, which is a whole Wi-Fi covered town. So the Wi-Fi could be free, it could be pay as you go by the hour, day I or month, but we have no idea how this is going to work. Presumably it wouldn't be too fast considering um, the the actual um, amount of people that would be using it, especially during the Olympic Games. Um, but it'll, it'll just be a neat thing to have and actually use on, on your phone when there's not 3G connection, and obviously stuff like Canary Wharf has also had wireless broadband since 2005, works perfectly well. Ish. 
Because um, for me, it worked well when I last used it. Last, okay. And very, very good. Swindon just want to point out gives free internet access to all its residents via its um Wi-Fi initiative. That is really, really cool. Um, hopefully, this yeah. will be coming to London. Maybe not free, but um, a low cost. Maybe would be a good idea. Would you use this um, if you had a smartphone on you and you didn't have 3G and the speeds were reasonable and it was free or even a very cheap price, say a pound an hour? I think that I I um, would. You? Yeah, I definitely would, yeah. Mm. So if this does happen, well done, Boris Johnson. Yay. Well done. Yeah. And... That was meant to be the international news. He managed to sprinkle in a little bit of UK news because they're that exciting here um, at the Take a K podcast. And just want to say thank you so much for listening. We will see you. Well, we won't really see you, but we'll be here again next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Tech UK podcast. Get the show notes and archives on our blog at techukpodcast.blogspot.com. You can subscribe to the Tech UK podcast at feeds.feedburner.com slash techukpodcast or search iTunes keywords Tech UK podcast. Or you can email us at techukpodcast at gmail.com with your comments and suggestions.